And by the time I went to the one of the highest peaks, the wind was just blowing. I was wearing three layers. I was trying my best to keep warm, but I was soaked all the way already. Yeah. That I reached and one of the obstacles I remember it was an upper body obstacle and my fingers froze. Like I couldn't feel. And I remember like just like doing my burpees, going like, I can do this. I can do this. And the wind blow and I'm just standing there like shivering. And then medic's like, okay. It's like, yes, I'm fine. Let me finish this race. And right. I'm just going. He's like, show us, show me your do your burpees. I was like, okay. I pumped out all the 30 burpees and I was like, okay. I started walking and I just stopped. Like, I don't know why my body just froze. Mm. And then they were all like watching me like, okay, if you want to continue, move your fingers. And my, my muscle connection just wasn't that. Oh, like man. I couldn't move my fingers. I was like, move your fingers, Colleen. Move your fingers. I was like, yeah. nope, nope. It was just like there. And then and then and there, the medics were just like, you know what, we're taking you off. You're not finishing. <laughs> Eleven and one MMA fighter based out of Malaysia. I think you've done some modeling mm -hmm. and tons more. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I like to start my shows off by going back to the beginning. Where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? <laughs> um, growing up, uh, so I'm from Malaysia. For those who don't know, um, I grew up in Malaysia. I was born in Penang, a different state in Malaysia, and then I grew up mostly in the city Kuala Lumpur. Okay. Um, been very active since I was a kid because of my family. So my mom and dad are very advocates of you need to be healthy, you need to do sports. So I've always been doing hiking. I used to play basketball competitively. I used to dance as well. And then I kind of slowly developed from um, playing basketball. I moved on to road running, uh, competitively road running. Uh, doing trail races as well and then I kind of really went into obstacle racing so like wow. Spartan race yeah so I was representing Malaysia in the Spartan race uh, going to the Asia Pacific region Southeast Asian um, and as well as the world championships which happened to be in the US so I went in 2017 and 2018 so I, I kind of like went into a whole obstacle racing career for a couple of years there before I literally like I switched all the way to MMA. Right. And I started, I've been doing martial arts since I was a kid because my mom and dad are same, like, you need to know how to protect yourself. So the whole family actually learned. So I did like karate for like a year or two, taekwondo for a year. I did Aikido for about seven years before finding, um, before finding like my current coaches, uh, learning Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, wrestling, and MMA. So like since oh. I was about 17, I kind of started training. Okay. Like from there. Wow, that's awesome. And then why did you decide to <laughs> like pursue this MMA thing and like get get in the cage? Literally in I I only started fighting in 2018. I only started fighting. Okay. And then in 2000 after a year that year I was literally racing around the world at the same time I was studying fight. So I was like doing both at the same time thinking but it didn't work out that way. And 2019, early 2019, I made a decision. I was like, okay, MMA is what I wanted to do. So I told my parents and I decided to switch careers. Yeah. So I'm still amateur for now, but I know this is what I want to do. 
Okay. That's all. What was their reaction uh, when you're like, yeah, I'm going to go do this MMA fighting thing now? <laughs> My parents have always been like really supporting so well on the obstacle racing scene. Yeah. That um, one of the pioneers in Malaysia that they were like, okay. Uh, my mom took a bit of convincing, but my dad's always been supportive. He's always like, you you do what you love, like this. If this is what you're looking for, because you know you're young, you find what it is. If this is what you are sure of, I will support you. My yeah. mom was the same, but I could see some hesitation with her. She's yeah. like, but you're doing so well. Why are you jumping <laughs> to a sport that you yeah you have to start from ground zero again? Yeah. And I think after she's watched my fight, she comes and watches my fights. I think. Okay. Seeing that and then seeing me train, I think she realized like, okay, she's very serious. And since then, she's been like very supportive. She's like, you need any help? You need new training gear? Just let me know. I'll you know help up as much as I can. Oh, that's awesome. Now, like yeah. I mean, you're 11 and one as a fighter. I think your last fight, if I'm, it was at the Amateur World Championships in November of last year. You lost via mm -hmm. Omar, uh, but that was yeah. your fourth fight in four days. First off, let me say you <laughs> for doing that. But what was that experience like for you know at the Amateur World Championships? And then how do you handle losses? Do you go back and watch tape or jump right back into training? Um, for me, uh, I'm a very good coaches, so I was very blessed that um, after that loss, this is my first loss. Yeah. So uh, it took I took it really hard because it took me so hard just to get to the world championships. Yeah. I needed sponsors to kind of help me, and I was so blessed that a sponsor actually came up and said, "You know what? I used to be that young, and I had a dream like that, but I couldn't do it. Now I can, so I'm gonna help you." And I was like, "You just threw away all my worries." I was like, "How am I gonna get to the world championships?" I was training, but I was like financially worried. And she came up and she was like, you know, what? I'm going to help you all the way. I'll pay for your registration fees. I'll pay for your coach's registration fees. Both of your flights, everything settled. You just go there and fight. And I was just like, my goodness. And I had a lot of pressure, I think, on myself too, that everybody's been supporting me for so long. So I wanted to do really well. I wanted to, you know, go there and become a champion. Like my coaches, my coaches don't train me for anything less. We go there for the gold and nothing less. That's it. Yeah. And after that loss, I was really, I was really devastated. Like I was crying nonstop for like two days. I was apologizing to my coaches. Like, I'm so sorry. Like we trained so hard. They put so much time on me. Like literally they put so much time and effort, like, you know, making more of my techniques and everything perfect. I was like apologizing because I had one with me. Mm. So I was calling my other coaches going like, I'm so sorry, professor. I'm so sorry. I was calling my family and like I'm really close to my younger brother. I was talking to him every day. Yeah. I called him. I was like, Nick, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I was literally trying. And he was like, it's okay. Yeah, right. It's okay. And I talked to my coach as well that he was there with me, Coco and Conrado. And he was like, it's okay. You know what? We have the video. Let's watch back. Let's find out what's going on. And he literally sent the video to my professor because I lost via grappling and he was a striking coach. Gotcha. So he sent it to my professor and okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to let professor take a look and then we'll discuss. So after I kind of stopped being like really sad for like a full day, I didn't eat and anything like that. Oh, the whole man. day I didn't think until the next day. And then uh, when I was a bit ready, I started watching, I was literally watching back the video over and over again. 
like in my room i was just like what the hell did i do wrong and i was like literally trying to analyze i was crying but i was like analyzing like what why did that happen like what did i do wrong and i was like so confused what was it that i did wrong yeah. and i finally spoke to my coach my jiu-jitsu coach told him as well and then he told me okay this is what happened this is what we needed to do and then he was like it's okay you actually listen to everything I said. You did everything I said. It's just that we, we just got stuck. So that it's all right. We're just going to go back, train, and come back. And my coach has a rule. My coaches have a rule. If you fight, you do not train for the next 10 days afterwards oh, nice. to let the body recover. Yeah. So I so I wasn't like, because having that loss, I was like, I want to go back and train again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were like, okay, no, you have a lot of injuries. We need you to rest for the next 10 days or even the next month. Just right. take, take it off. And so I listened to them 10 days off. I was just swimming, going for physio because I had a lot of injuries from the fights. Mm. And then after that, I just started coming back to training and have been like, I mean, it's since last year, nearly a year now, I haven't fought. And I was like, okay, I see my issues. I, saw, I started coming back looking all my fights and I think, what am I lacking? What am I lacking? Came back and then just started trying to train that back again or make it better. Oh, that's awesome. What do you like best about fighting? I, I don't know. It's, it's the rush, the thrill, just like um, being in the cage. Like I, I used to be so like anxious. Like okay. I would be like shaking and I'll be going like it, with my brother's in my corner most of the time. And I'll be like, like, Nick, I was like, what? I was like, I'm very nervous right now. <laughs> it was like, stop it. You're fine. <laughs> and my, my coaches would know. And I kind of, from there, slowly, I think the first time where I really felt like I was so comfortable in the cage was actually at the World Championships last year, the Amateur World, World Championships. When I stepped into the cage the first day, I was like, wow. I was like, this is where I belong. Like that was the first time I actually stepped in the cage and I was like, like my heart was like, okay. Yeah. It's, usually it's like, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just everything about it. Like I used to tell people like, I would never fight. Like I didn't think I would ever fight. Literally my brother was the one that was like, oh, I think I want to fight one side. So you do it. That sounds fun. But then when I first started fighting, I just, Loved it. I didn't even understand why I was crazy enough to do it. Right. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. Hey, are you still dealing with injuries right now? Yeah, I am. A long recurring oh. injury. Okay. Yeah, uh, my patella okay. tendonitis. Mm, okay. Do you have a clear or like a date in mind of when you want to or when you're able to get back in the cage? I should be all right. I mean, considering the whole year has basically been a rehabilitation year for me. Sure. Because I can't fight anyway. Uh, I was, of course, I'm hoping to step in the cage next year if it's possible. Yeah. Like I've, I've been, I've been thinking a lot. Like this year really gave me a lot of time to think about my career, where I want to go, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really hoping that next year maybe I, I can start fighting again. I literally found a grappling competition in okay. Europe, and I was like, screw this. I'm just going to sign up and I'm just going to go. If I win, I win. If I lose, it's fine. I want to, you know, get the, get the rust off me and right. just step back onto the mats again. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, let's do it. Just sign up and let's go. 
Right on. Yeah. Wow. And now you kind of talked about this earlier, but you've competed and, and done those Spartan races a few times, which is super intense. But how was that, <laughs> how was that experience? Like I have not done one, but it looks awesome. Oh, it's so much fun. Like I was, that was like, I think my first addiction, okay. like obstacle racing. Because yeah. it, it, it's just like, you know, you run and then you, you go through all these different obstacles that really challenge yourself. So it's not only you need to be good endurance, you need to be strong because right. you need to be completing all these obstacles. And honestly, for me, it's a lot of fun. It's really hard, but it was a lot of fun. And especially like when uh, the Spartan Race Malaysian side really kind of like pushed us and created a pro team. And I was so blessed. Like I was with a, with a team. So it was me as a female representative and then there was a male. And from that, I was a, I really felt like you know, I had a small team with me. Whenever I we traveled overseas, we would travel together. So it was quite nice to have that like like little team that travels with you and stuff like that. Yeah. And the races itself were like so hardcore and so fun. I think the hardest race I've ever done was in Lake Tahoe at the Sparta wow. World Championships in 2018. Yeah. So I finished it in 2017. So I went back in 2018 thinking let's just finish this race because this is the hardest race I've ever done. And I absolutely horrible in the cold. <laughs> I really, uh, and in 2018, it was my first DNF. I didn't finish because oh. I got hyper, I got hypothermia halfway. Oh my God. And, and the medics had to be like, we are taking you off the course. You have no choice. Yes. I was shivering so bad at, I think it was supposed to be 25 kilometers. I was supposed to do. I ended up only reaching six to seven kilometers before they took me out. Oh my Because they made us they made us swim in Lake Tahoe, one of the lakes in Tahoe. Yeah. And it was like freezing. It was freezing. So we swam early in the race, and we still had another fifteen kilometers to go. And by the time I went to the one of the highest peaks, the wind was just blowing. I was wearing three layers. I was trying my best to keep warm, but I was soaked all the way already. Yeah. that I reached and one of the obstacles I remember was an upper body obstacle and my fingers froze like I couldn't feel and I remember like just like doing my burpees going like I can do this I can do this and the wind blow and I'm just standing there like shivering and then medic's like Are you okay it's like yes I'm fine let me finish this race and right. I'm just going He's like show us show me your do your burpees I was like okay I pump out all the 30 burpees and I was like okay I started walking and I just stopped. Like, I don't know why my body just froze. Mm. And then they were all like watching me like, okay, if you want to continue, move your fingers. And my, my muscle connection just wasn't there. Oh, like man. I couldn't move my fingers. I was like, move your fingers, Colleen, move your fingers. I was like, yeah. nope, nope. It was just like there. And then at then and there, the medics were just like, you know what, we're taking you off. You're not finishing. Wow. And I was just like, I was just like, Oh my goodness, I flew all the way from Malaysia to come here and I did not finish the race. Mm. But I, in retrospect, looking back, it, they made the right decision because after that, I had like a small bacterial lung infection from that hypothermia because oh it was too gosh. cold. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. later on, I came back and I was like having breathing difficulties and I told my parents and I was like, can we go check? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. And yeah. they found out because of the intense cold weather I went through, my lungs started getting infected because it was cold. I yeah. Was like, oh, wow. 
I since now I'm still phobia of cold. I'm still scared of the cold because of that experience. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, it's only 30 degrees outside where I'm at today, so I don't want to come here. No. Nope. <laughs> hey, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, starting with Rewebbed. They are the best digital marketing agency on the planet. I love working with those guys. Founded by a guy named Ian Inman. He's on a mission to feed 1 billion kids and help 1 million entrepreneurs. Go check them out. Tell them I sent you. Alpha Outpost, amazing monthly subscription box sent right to your door every single month. You can start for five bucks. They send you cool stuff like this. Go use the code TOPRATEDMMA for 15% off your order. Every time that I have a guest on my show, they say that's an amazing flag. Well, this flag here and many others that I own are from a company called Combat Flags. It's a veteran-owned company. They're on a mission to donate as much money as they can to stop soldier suicide. It's an amazing organization. Go check them out, Combat Flags. One of the things that you mentioned on your, your Instagram is uh, you're a vegan and, and fighters are tending to go that route, which I think is there. a lot of people are loving that route and what it's doing for them. But for you, what's that advantage of being a vegan over the other fighters who are not? Um, I would feel like it, it means that most of the time, uh, because, you know, on a vegan diet, majority of time, you're kind of more on a plant-based diet. So like whole foods sort of thing. Yeah. So that way you kind of get really get your nutrients and nutrition. And I feel like it's for me, because every athlete is different because all, all of my teammates, all, you know, I'm the only vegan. So it's oh, a bit okay. weird for them. Yeah, so watching them, they, they're very successful, like Arilan Tani, and he, you know, he, he eats meat and he's doing like, amazingly. Like for me personally, I feel like um, my, my endurance is really, like my recovery rate and endurance is really good. But yeah. that, the, the hard part is that could also be given to the fact that I've been doing endurance sports since I was a kid. So <laughs> it's like, hmm. Right. Yeah, and, but for me, I really feel like it's, it's so much easier for my digestive system mm -hmm. that I, when it comes to digestive issues, I have cut down so much since becoming a vegan. Yeah. And, and for, for food wise, I get more conscious actually. So I know what I'm putting in my body now, because yeah. as a vegan, you really, really read labels if you're eating anything like that. And you really like, you know, you really need to understand your nutrition as a, as an athlete, because mm -hmm. No one, not a lot of people are still well-versed. So you literally need to do, like, I have to do my own research. I need to know, okay, I, if I need to have enough protein, what do I need to eat? So you actually end up doing a self-study on nutrition a little bit. Right. Just to, and just for me to like know, okay, how do I gain my muscle? How do I become bulkier? And also at the same time, oh, I need to cut weight for this fight. So what do I need to eat? Because everyone's different. Everyone's recovery is, is like, Oh, if you need to cut weight for a fight, you cut out your carbs and then you eat more protein. You know, you eat your lean chicken meat with whatever veggies and all that. Mm -hmm. But then as a vegan, if you cut out your carbs, are you going to just eating chickpeas and broccoli and carrots for your weight cut? You know, that sort of thing. And I kind of learned from that. I was like, oh, okay. So this is what my body can do. Okay. I don't need to cut out carbs to cut my weight. And I... Just from there, you, you know, you really learn so much about your body that, you know, whenever I'm making weight, it's like so easy. Okay, I have to do two kilos. All right, I'll just do it overnight. You know, yeah. you just really be more in tune with your body. 
No, I love it. I wanted to uh, shift to some fun questions here real quick for us. Yeah. I've got these things are called pod decks. Essentially just oh my random, God. random <laughs> questions. <laughs> pull one out here and see what happens. Uh, this is, <laughs> would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos for life? Sushi. Sushi. Okay, I don't eat fish, but like sushi. <laughs> Okay. I, I love Japanese food. I really yeah. love Japanese food. <laughs> What's your favorite cheat meal? Hmm. Or do you have? Uh, usually, like after like a post fight win and like a little celebration, um, vegan ice cream, vegan okay. chocolate sorbet. There's a ice cream place here that is like a vegan place, and they make like the best chocolate sorbet because I love dark chocolate. Oh, so nice, it's yeah. like really rich. Uh, that and literally like anything I'm craving at the time. Because I bake. Oh, so nice. like if yeah, because I bake. So um if I if I've gone from if I bake for my friends, sometimes I end up baking like cookies or cupcakes. But I don't eat I think my cheat meal will probably be oh, a burger. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. A burger with fries, like a <laughs> vegan burger with fries. I think usually that is the one I okay. used to I used to do after a fight. That and then like a scoop of ice cream. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Last question for you. I'm a music guy, so I love to ask this. What's a favorite type of music for you, or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Oh my goodness! Like music for me is like like I listen to music all the time, and for me, I don't. It's so hard when people ask me this question because. Yeah. I listen to so many genres mm -hmm. from like punk rock, like Evanescence, uh, Nickelback, Fallout Boy, to all the way to like the script uh, and all like some of the modern songs. I even listen to grime music, okay. like uh, like all all the Bugsy Malone and all that. I also listen to that. Sometimes I listen to Afrobeats too. So like my music goes from like classical to like all the way in different genres depending what I. I like I feel like listening to today. Right. So like the music is like from I could this is sounds like clubbing music to okay. the most classical Tchaikovsky or like all that. So like it's so hard to choose like what's my favorite. I have like so many bands, yeah. Panic and Disco, Fallout Boy, all right. the scripts, Burn Fight, whatever. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, me too. I used to just be straight metal, but over the last probably two <laughs> years, my, my, my ears have opened up to many more genres, so it's awesome. Uh, Colleen, it's such an honor to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for taking time. I so appreciate you jumping on in the early morning for you and coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Absolutely. I also wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, opportunity to mm -hmm. give a shout out to coaches, teammates, sponsors, anything like that. The, the camera's all yours. Ooh. Okay. Um, so just a huge shout out to all my coaches that without them, I wouldn't be here. Uh, coach Conrado Rovari, Professor Bruno Barbosa, my wrestling coach, Mehdi Magari. Of course, without them, like without them seeing the potential in me at 17, I don't think I would be here at all. Yeah. Of course, my family who's always been supporting from my side. Um, sponsors, uh, Precise Rehab for always helping me my physio and been helping me with my injuries. I don't know how they can deal with me for the past two, three years, coming back <laughs> with injuries every week. Um, union strength for always like, you know, giving me a place to uh, train, lift my weights there. It's a lifting gym, but it's the most friendly place ever. And everyone is just so 
you know, everyone's just such a community there. Um, ATF sports taping for like all my taping, you know, when I need to do finger tape for my jujitsu and my fingers are hurting to kinesiology tape, like for, to support my injuries. Thank you so much for having my back since the Spartan days and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And of course my latest, uh, my newest sponsor, Amnic for, hey, oops, this time, uh, for supporting me right now, uh, in this career journey and for my training codes because God knows how many times I've written my training codes. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Again, Colleen, <laughs> thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you for taking time and jumping on thank the show. You. Thank you so much for watching the show today. I so appreciate it. Please leave a comment down below. Leave us a review. Share this video. We want to get it in front of as many people as we can. I'm going to continue to bring on the best guests possible and the best up and coming fighters real fighters, real stories. Thank you so much for checking it out. Have an awesome day.